For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Stone. As always, uh, you can get uh, our podcast wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere that uh, that podcasts are available. On uh, today's show, it's going to be uh, a little light because of a couple of uh, cancellations uh, this week or postponements this week in the ACC schedule, one uh, particularly affecting the uh, Tobacco Road Schools. We'll recap uh, the UNC weight game from last week. We'll touch on uh, NC State, Florida State as well. We'll discuss the Wake and Duke postponement. Also, we'll talk about the uh, the NC State matchup with Liberty on Saturday night, and we'll give you the uh, the best bets on what's a uh, pretty light slate for the uh, ACC this uh, this Saturday. But to start out, uh, man, what a shootout between UNC and, uh, and Wake Forest that unfolded in Chapel Hill on Saturday afternoon. Uh, 112 points, over 1,300 yards of offense. Wake with a little over 600. UNC had uh, almost 750 yards of total offense. And not all that surprising. I don't know that anybody necessarily expected 59-53, but if you had told me 49-45, something like that, it would have made all the sense in the world to me. You know, if Sam Howell had the kind of performance that I think we've been expecting Sam Howell to have all season long, they just had such a productive running game that he hasn't necessarily had to be uh, as great as we might have thought. But they rushed for 192 yards. Howell threw for 550, six touchdowns and an INT. I mean, you know, if he, if Howell doesn't have two losses. On his uh, on his schedule, on his you know dings against his record, you know that that's the kind of performance that might have catapulted him up towards the top of the Heisman conversation. Uh, it certainly at least puts him in the conversation for ACC Offensive Player of the Year. I, I feel like, but uh, those running backs may cancel him out. But it will get kind of interesting to see how people weigh the uh, the Trevor Lawrence missing a couple games uh, into uh, into that discussion as well as Travis Etienne. Also, Sam Hartman. We touched on last week how Sam Hartman hadn't necessarily lit things up in terms of touchdown passes, but he had been really efficient. He lit it up Saturday. 429 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. The two quarterbacks combined for 979 yards, 10 touchdowns, and an interception. And both teams rushing for, for close to 200 yards. Uh, outside of you know Christian Beal Smith, who averaged nearly seven yards a carry, uh, UNC did a decent job on everybody else in terms of stopping the run. They actually held Wake to under four yards per uh, per carry, but uh, it, it it still points to the larger issue for these two teams in the fact that they just can't stop anybody, and it's hard to buy UNC as a you know serious contender. As great as they are offensively, and if they can get you into a shootout, they can beat anybody. But it's hard to bet them week in and week out when it comes to taking on teams like a Notre Dame or even a Miami, who you know 
can get stops. And Miami maybe not so not maybe not so sure on them anymore, but they do have a great front four that will probably be able to generate some uh, some pressure against uh, against UNC. Uh, and it just you wonder, and if UNC is ever going to get to the level that we talked preseason about them getting to, where they're competing with a uh, with a Clemson, they've got to have a defense that can at least get a few stops a game. Uh, as great as they are offensively, and and you would, <laughs> I mean, you would like for it to be next year because you don't want to waste uh, Sam Howell and having a special quarterback like uh, like Sam Howell. So. There's going to be a ton of pressure, I think, on Mac Brown and UNC next year to improve by a wide margin defensively to actually be able to compete for an ACC championship while you've got Sam Howe as your quarterback and you don't feel like he you know, necessarily wasted that time with what could be maybe what is probably the best quarterback uh, in the history of, uh, of UNC football. So I do think that's something that'll be interesting to watch going into the offseason. Uh, as far as Wake Forest, I mean, I know they lose the game 59-53. But again, if defensively, obviously, we've touched on really hard time stopping anybody. Uh, but their turnaround they have experienced uh, offensively, in particular under Coach Clawson, has been remarkable this season. From where they were the first couple weeks of the season, to now, if I had told you after the first two games of the season that Wake would lose a shootout to UNC 59-53, you would have thought I was crazy uh, because of how bad and how weak Wake Forest looked early on in the season. So again, credit to, uh, to Coach Clawson and company uh, in their in their ability to you know turn this uh, turn this team around and turn turn around what ended up being a lot of people thought a negative at the time when they had the the Notre Dame game get postponed uh, and really turn it into a, uh, a positive for them. So, uh, so kudos uh, to them. Uh, NC State picked up the win over uh, Florida State on Saturday night, uh, 38-22. to And look, for the second week in a row, uh, Bailey Hockman was pretty good at quarterback for, uh, for NC State. Uh, you know, they, they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but they ended up leading by, at, by halftime 21-3. to uh, three. Uh, Hockman was uh, was really good for the second week in a row, and you just kind of get the sense that the game time, getting actual game reps, has settled him in, and that's a, that's a good sign for NC State going forward. In the sense that you know they can maybe still have the kind of season that we thought was was possible as they head down the stretch of the season. But Hockman, twenty four thirty four, two hundred sixty five yards, three touchdowns. And an interception. Uh, you know, they rushed for just under four yards per carry. Had 148 yards. Uh, you know, gave up 200 yards passing, 147 yards on the ground. So they weren't great defensively. I think you would have liked to have seen them be a little bit better defensively, particularly going into this game against uh, against Liberty. Uh, but they 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 were good enough to uh, to get the job done. Uh, and now it'll be interesting to see as uh, as NC State goes down this uh, this closing stretch of the season where they have their non-conference game with uh, with Liberty then they take on Syracuse and Georgia Tech can they close it out with three straight wins if they can you know eight wins is a pretty special season when you uh, factor in all the injury problems that uh, that NC State has had this season and I think that uh, the Wolfpack fans would be absolutely thrilled with that result but with that said uh, tough challenge coming up Saturday night as they get uh, as they get Liberty and I think that's 
it's going to be a really interesting game. Liberty's 8-0 this season. Both these teams are 6-2 against the spread. And currently, NC State is a 3.5-point favorite in this matchup. Uh, and when you look at uh, the Liberty offense against the uh, the NC State defense, uh, State's defense has struggled this year. I mean, they've given up just under 34 points per game. They're giving up uh, almost... They're giving up around 450 yards a game, 278 through the air and 178 on the ground. Uh, Liberty's offense, just under 41 points per game, and they rush for 254 yards per game. Uh, that's that's a problem for NC State as they've been giving up 178 yards per game on the ground. So that's, that's a big concern for, uh, for NC State because if Liberty – who averages about 33 and a half minutes of possession time, if they can keep the NC State offense off the field, which is obviously the strength for the uh, for the Wolfpack, uh, then it feels like Liberty has a uh, has a really good chance to uh, to win this game. Uh, when you look at you know the other sides of the ball, uh, Liberty's defense has been pretty solid this year as well. They're giving up uh, just over 22 points per game, where State scores about 33 and a half. Uh, State just under 400 yards of offense per game. Uh, The weakness of the Liberty defense would be rushing, if you could even call it a weakness. They give up about what NC State averages uh, on the ground, uh, about 133 to 132 yards per uh, per game. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. The Liberty defense is only average being on the field for about 60 plays. Uh, Can State control the ball, and keep them on the field, maybe wear them out some. That'll be something that could maybe play into, uh, into NC State's advantage. Uh, I think uh, in this spot, in terms of betting it, I think three and a half points is too much. Uh, like I think Liberty is a really good team. They've, they've already seen uh, them go on the road and beat Virginia Tech. They are not going to be afraid to go into Raleigh. Also, I think it's a motiv- another motivating uh, recruiting type of game for Liberty. You know, Lynchburg, not too far away from the Raleigh area. If you could get a win there, have that feather in your cap for, uh, for recruiting, that would be huge for, uh, for Hugh Freeze and company. And it just feels like the Flames are having a special season. So, so not only do I like Liberty plus three and a half, I like Liberty on the money line as well in this game because I think uh, the Flames – their ability to run the ball and their ability to uh, to stop the Wolf Pack, I think they're going to uh, going to find a way to uh, to win this game at Carter Finley Stadium on Saturday night. Uh, as far as the rest of the ACC slate this uh, this weekend, of course, the Wake and Duke game ends up getting postponed, which <laughs> takes a good chunk of uh, of our content away for the week because that's obviously the matchup with it being two Tobacco Road schools. That we would have focused on. Also, I think you know for Wake, it kind of it kind of halts the good momentum this time. Like earlier in the season, it kind of stopped the bad momentum for them when they ended up, uh, you know, the, with the Notre Dame game being postponed. This time, it's almost like the it kind of halted their good momentum. So that I think that might be a little bit of a concern if you're uh, if you're Wake Forest. Um, you know, also the Demon Deacons, you know, four and three on the season. They had won four in a row prior to the North Carolina game, so you would have liked to have gotten back out there on the field uh, against the Duke team that you would have were a slight favorite over, a surprisingly low favorite over, actually. Um, and that game, it has not been 
the they have not set the date for that game yet, but it would have to be after December the twelfth, as Wake Forest does have games the next uh, three Saturdays. They go to Louisville next Saturday. They host Miami, and then they take on Notre Dame the following Saturday. Also, uh, uh, important to note, when you're playing uh, an 11-game schedule, you've got four wins. Uh, so Wake Wake needs to win the Duke and Louisville games to be bowl eligible, provided that we have a, a bowl season, of course. So uh, really important in those two games for the uh, for the Demon Deacons as they close the season, uh, at least Right now, the way the schedule looks, Duke is going to be after these, but Miami and Notre Dame, the last two games that are uh, currently on the schedule, and those will certainly be tall tasks for the Demon Deacons in uh, in those matchups. So that's just kind of the uh, the impact that we that you have right now as far as uh, as far as the you know the postponement for uh, for Wake Forest and uh, and Duke, and you know Duke obviously has. It's just been a rough season for uh, for Coach Cutcliffe and uh, and company. You'll probably take uh, any kind of uh, of extra coaching that you can get, and that's the second week in a row that uh, that Duke will be off after they uh, they didn't play last week. So I think uh, I think the the Blue Devils will probably take that and uh, try to take uh, try to try to use it to their uh, to their advantage as they uh, they go forward uh, to close out the uh, the season. Uh, as far as the rest of the slate, it's kind of a, a light slate. You've got the Louisville-Syracuse game on Friday night. Uh, Louisville is an 18-point favorite in that matchup. And the biggest problem I've got with uh, with this game in particular in terms of, uh, of trying to bet it is that Louisville has been uh, – Syracuse is awful. We've talked about it. They're awful. I mean, they, they can't score. They're not good defensively. But Louisville has been so inconsistent all season long that it is impossible for me to take them like I think they win this game by multiple scores but I'm gonna go with Syracuse on the plus 18 points here just because of how inconsistent uh, Louisville has has been this season and it's probably a matchup of two of the bottom three teams uh, in the ACC so far this season and what's been a uh, a really disappointing season to uh, to this point for uh, for Louisville. Uh, in terms of the rest of the ACC slate, you have got uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech on the road at uh, at Pittsburgh. Uh, in terms of disappointing seasons, uh, Pittsburgh would have to be right up there in the ACC in terms of teams that have been, you know, looked great early in the season, got off to a nice start, and then just uh, completely you know, fallen apart as the season's gone along. Uh, Virginia Tech has at least been, you know, they, they're very competitive even in their losses. Uh, there has not really necessarily been a game where Virginia Tech uh, just didn't show up, uh, whereas Pitt has had some games like that. So even though this game is on the road, uh, I like Virginia Tech a lot in this spot. I think uh, and Hooker is the better quarterback, even though uh, Pitt's quarterback isn't bad. And then I think also Khalil Herbert as well will end up having a, a big day for the uh, for the Hokies, a Hokies team that rushes for you know 263 yards per game, uh, and it's a pit defense that only gives up 79 yards per game. But I think uh, the fact that uh, that Hinn and Hooker weren't going to be one of the better dual threat quarterbacks they've seen, uh, I think will uh, will help loosen things up for the uh, for the Hokies in this in this matchup. Uh, also, Saturday night you've got uh, you've got Virginia. 
taking on uh, Abilene Christian. That's a one in four Abilene Christian team in Virginia, who is certainly not great. Is uh, they're three and four on the season, but appear to be getting better. They are a 39 and a half point favorite in this matchup against Abilene Christian. Um, you know, Virginia and the style of play that they use, it, the, typically they're just they're not the kind of team that's going to blow you out. So I would not take Virginia to cover 39 and a half points. I think that's way too much. What I would look at here is probably the first half. And if the first half is something like 21 points or under, then I would bet uh, bet the Hoos in uh, in that spot to uh, to try to take advantage of what I do think will ultimately be a blowout game. Uh, and then the uh, I guess the, I guess what would typically be your main event for the uh, for the ACC slate, you've got Clemson on the road at Florida State. Clemson opened as a 35 point favorite, which is a <laughs> That was a historic line. Florida State has never opened at home as that big of a of a home underdog, uh, and it's you know it's well deserved uh, because Clemson's getting Trevor Lawrence back. They're going to be playing with a ton of momentum. It's a, this is a Florida State team that I think just doesn't have any positive momentum, doesn't have any kind of motivation at this point in the season. I think uh, with the dismi- dismissals last week, the transfers, uh, I think that they have uh, pretty much punted. On this season, the players, I'm not saying the coaching staff necessarily has, but I think the players are uh, are basically out and have checked out at this point in the season. So I think uh, Trevor Lawrence and company will come out and put up a big number. I would look to take Clemson in the first half, whatever that line is, and I would probably take them at the 35 as well because I, uh, I think Clemson is just absolutely going to blow the doors off of, uh, off of Florida State. Uh, also, we were supposed to have Miami-Georgia Tech this week. That game also postponed due to uh, COVID as well. So that's a look at uh, this week's slate and the uh, the best bets. Like I said, kind of light. But however, next week I'm going to have two episodes for you. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, look for it. We'll do a college basketball. We'll do a basketball preview episode for the four tobacco road schools. Uh, kind of preview their starts to the uh, to the season next week. And then around Wednesday or Thursday, we'll do the uh, a football episode as well. So make sure... You look out for that. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Stone Sports. You can download the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast at uh, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. And make sure you check out Believe.com as well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.